the Playmakers Blog and Shooting Lights Out is being brought to you by Liz. Liz, locker room by Liz. Get your favorite hat gear, your favorite sports gear from Liz.com. And as of right now, free shipping on U.S. orders for over $24. That is promo code Liz24 for your free shipping on orders over $24. That is Liz, L-I-D-S. Two four for your promo code. Also, shooting lights are being brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics, get your favorite memorabilia, your favorite sports gear, your sportswear, rep your favorite team, and only the way that you can. Fanatics was sports fan shop, and today you can also get free shipping. You are shipping from fanatics.com with the promo code 24SHIP. That is 24SHIP. And finally, by Paramount Plus. Catch live sports, breaking news, and a whole lot of entertainment with it from CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, and a whole lot more. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. And now for this news episode of Shooting Lights Out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing on today? January 10th, 2023, on this lovely Tuesday. I am your host, Down at the Playmaker Silence here. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Shooting Lights Out. I didn't do the episode yesterday like I normally do because I wanted to wait for a result of a certain game that happened last night and I got the result that I wanted. But nevertheless, I still be talking about them in a minute. I have two, not one, but two flagrant fouls to give out today. One of which comes from a finals pick that I did. So I have to put a finals team that I pick in the favorite foul section. And I have a Big East team down in college basketball on the men's side that I am putting in the favorite foul as well. No heat check this week. I'll look forward to doing the heat check next week if a couple of teams continue to go on the road that they are right now. But nevertheless, I have two flagrant fouls for you this week. But y'all know how I roll. I got to get you caught up with some news and notes from around the hardwood. And beginning, we're going to start off with the AP Top 25 for the men's side. As you can see, those of you who are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching on YouTube if you're new. And just watching shooting lights out for the first time, go ahead and subscribe to our channel, the Playmakers Bar channel, and keep up with everything that we got going. You can go back and look at all the heat checks that I have done, all the finger crosses that I have done, all around the hardware that I have done. Every show that we have done on the Playmakers Bar Network, you go ahead and do that. But nevertheless, your AP Top 25 that came out yesterday, Houston Krugers reclaimed the top spot in the polls, followed by Kansas. Purdue drops down to four, Alabama, Tennessee, Yukon. UCLA, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Texas. We got news on Texas coming up, but 
continue on for the men's top 25 down they get up to a team that made, that had the biggest jump of the week at number 11 the kansas why the kansas state wildcats they jumped 15 spots all the way up to 11 followed by xavier virginia iowa state arkansas miami tcu wisconsin providence missouri is at 20 auburn at 21 College or Charleston at 22, San Diego State, Duke, and followed by Marquette running out the top 25 on the men's side. That is your AP top 25 for this week. And like I said, we did have news on Texas, and back last week, Texas officially fired Chris Beers amongst the domestic family violence charge. As you can see, those of you who are watching on YouTube, those who are listening to the audio, Follow us on any platform that you listen to, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitch, all that good stuff. Jeff Bozero wrote this article, as you can see, those who are watching on YouTube. Texas head man's basketball coach Chris Beard was fired Thursday less than one month after the school suspended him without pay following his arrest on the domestic family violence charge. Assistant head coach Ronnie Taylor, who has been acting as coach, head coach since Beard's suspension, will remain in charge for the rest of the season. Longhorns after the director Chris Dale Conscience released a statement Thursday afternoon announcing the decision, saying, quote, the University of Texas has parted ways with Chris Beers. This has been a difficult situation that we've been diligently working through. Today, I inform Mr. Beer of our decision to terminate him effectively, effectively immediately, close quote. The university's vice president of legal affairs, Jim Davis, woke in a letter to Beers, to Chris Beer's attorney, Perry Minton, that Beer's engagement in, that Beer engaged in, quote, unacceptable behavior that makes him unfit to serve as head coach at our university. Mr. Davis continued to write, whether prosecutors continue with the case does not determine whether Beer's engaged in conduct unbecoming of the school is what David wrote. So, if those of you who are trying to remember what took place, so back on December 12th, Beers was arrested that morning after his, after his fiance, Randy Tui, told officers he took her from behind, bit her, and hit her when the two got into an argument. Twitter released a statement on the 23rd in which she denied telling the police he choked her. She was saying that, quote, Chris did not strangle me. I told that to law enforcement that evening. Chris has stated, Chris has stated that he was acting in self-defense, and I did not want to refute that. I do not believe Chris was trying to intentionally harm me in any way, close quote. Nevertheless, Chris Beers, you have been terminated as the head coach of the Texas Longhorns, after which you you did a stellar job with the Texas Secretary Raiders getting them to the finals, but ultimately losing to, I want to say, Virginia that year. You went to Tassie, you had them improving, you had them up there in the ranks, but nevertheless, a domestic violence incident, whether it happened or not, as a result of a head coach losing his job. Texas said they did their due diligence in, into this matter. And after which they've come to the conclusion that they couldn't bring Chris Beers back. I can't fault them for that. I don't think any anybody should fault Texas for doing that. 
Nevertheless, Chris Beards, hope you and your fiance, y'all work things out by then. Hope everything's good and good right now. And that you'd probably take the rest of the season off, come back, get a new, a new head coaching job somewhere in the country because you're a damn good coach. And you will have the players ready to play. And he's definitely playing some damn defense because you. If you going, if you, if you, if Chris Beard's your coach, you're gonna play defense. As Texas Tech, as Texas, you're gonna play some defense. So now we have to move on to another one. That's the only one we we're going for the men's side. We're gonna switch over to the ladies. As the ladies top twenty-five came out on yesterday, as South Carolina still undefeated, so still number one, followed by Stanford, Ohio State, UConn, LSU, Indiana. Notre Dame, USC, Maryland, and Utah running up the top 10. Coming in at number 11 is the NC State Wolfpack, followed by Iowa, Virginia Tech, Arizona, Iowa State at 15, Duke, Michigan, Baylor, Oklahoma, Gonzaga coming in at 20 with Oregon at 21, North Carolina 22, Kansas, Illinois, and Villanova running up the ladies top 25. And we do have news from the ladies' side. Uh, as you can see, this was from the Associated Press. It was back on January 6th when the Lady Huskies had to postpone their game against DuPaul because they were lacking the uh, eligible amount of players to play the game. The Big East game between number, then number five, but now number four, UConn and DuPaul on Sunday. Had it been postponed because the U the Huskies do not have enough healthy players available to suit up, the conference said. Junior Aaliyah Edwards and freshman Ayana Patterson were injured in UConn's win at Xavier on Thursday. They joined sophomore Caroline Doheimchim, sophomore Aziz Flood, junior Paige Beckers, and freshman Ice Brady on the inactive list. So that is one, two, three, four, five. That is six players not healthy. You really dressed 12 of the 13 players. So that's why they had to postpone. But that's not the only thing that's going on with them. As for Gina Oriam, he is taking time off to focus on his health as well. So not only is UConn having bodies drop left and right. Their head coach is also stepping away. And furthermore, Beckers, we already knew it's not coming back with the season-ending knee injury, but Brady's not coming back as well because she also has a knee injury. Gino Emma is stepping away. Uh, he had missed four games this season due to illness, and it was unclear when he might return. So when he did return, he still wasn't right. This is what Gino had to say. He says, quote, it's been an extremely difficult month for me. I had been feeling under the weather and run down. I thought I was ready to return, but I need a little more time. I'm going to take a step back to focus on my health and will return when I feel ready. Tomorrow's season right now for the Huskies, but they are ranked number fourth in the poll. And um, they are they they are still playing good ball. Despite everything that's been going on, because it's you is UConn, Jenna you know, has built that program to sustain greatness. And they may have we had a 13 and 2 record so far. But they see going forward as they are 
going through a very difficult time right now. Continuing on, we have two articles, both by M.A. Rupal, and they both center around Drayana Edwards. As those of you who are watching on YouTube, it says Kentucky Canada's Edwards post on not signing waiver. That article is based on the fact that Miss Edwards had decided to transfer out of the University of Kentucky to Baylor through the transfer portal. Yet, what Kentucky is claiming is that the letter or the form that was sent to them is not the form that is needed for them to sign to make the transfer actually go through and make her eligible to play. Now, the problem with this is that she transferred from another school. Don't have it on top of my head right now. But as you see, back-to-back articles. She started her career at Utah. So this is what it is. Before it was a because it's a second transfer, having started her career at Utah, Edwards was not eligible for the one-time transfer exemption that would have prevented her from sitting out this season, nor was she eligible to play right away as a graduate transfer as she did not graduate from Kentucky. Nevertheless, Kentucky is not signing a form that is not the correct form. Secondly, secondly, is that my fact I have the article right here. Baylor's women basketball player, Drayana Edwards, who transferred from Kentucky, said the Wildcats still hasn't signed what what she called a waiver to allow her to play this season for the Bears. However, Kentucky countered that what the school was asked to sign was not a waiver, but an NCAA no participation opportunity form. Solidifying, certifying that Edwards would not have had the opportunity to play if she stayed at Kentucky, which she attended the previous three years. Kentucky says it would have been false to sign the form and that Edwards were, was informed of that before she transferred. Even with such a signed form, players in Edwards' situation will still need an NCAA decision to be given immediate eligibility for this season. Because this is Edwards' second transfer, she began her career with the Utah Youth back in 2018. She is not eligible for the NCAA's current policy, allowing a one-time transfer exemption that keeps players from having to set out a year. Edwards acknowledged in her social media post that she did not graduate from Kentucky and thus could not be immediately eligible as a transfer grad either. She says she has made progress towards her degree with 33 credit hours over the past six months from Baylor. So that's step one. You knew the situation you were going into and you still didn't do what you're supposed to do to end up playing. So this is when the next article comes into play, as you can see. Baylor getting transferred Deanna, Drayana Edwards ready for next season, Coach Nikki Collins says. Baylor's women's basketball coach, Nikki Collins, says while she wishes for Deanna Edwards will be 
Able to play this season, she hopes to help her prepare for her future with the Bears and beyond. Collins spoke Saturday after the after the 23rd ranked Bears. Now they I forgot which way they're right now. 75-62 win over the Kansas Jayhawks Thursday. Edward posted on social media about her eligibility situation. She's transferring from Kentucky this spring. Because it's a second transfer, having started at Utah, Edwards was not eligible for a first-time exemption. Nor was she eligible to play right away as a graduate transfer, as she did not graduate from Kentucky. As you can see, this is a whole situation that is complicated. And then again, maybe not complicated because it's simple. You didn't graduate from Kentucky when you first transferred to Kentucky from Utah. Secondly, you already transferred from Utah to Kentucky, which means you is out on both counts. So continue to work on your work on, work on your grades. Make sure you get high scores. Practice when you need to practice. Like be around a team, build that relationship with your teammates, even though you're not playing. And then when next season gets here, when next November gets here. You should be ready to rock and roll with the team. All right. From the women's game to the NBA. Lakers, LeBron James talks pursuit of scoring record, staying great at 28. Now, for those of you who know, I am not a Lakers fan. For those of you who know, I have been avoiding talking Lakers outside of the me giving them a fucking proud with one of the opening Breaking frog that I gave because that was just very disrespectful how they was started off the season yet. Nevertheless, nevertheless, LeBron James is closing in on the record. I believe he's less than 500 away from the record, if I remember correctly. And he's doing he's doing his thing. He's still putting up tremendous numbers at the age of 38. I will admit, I will not deny that. Nevertheless, LeBron James, however, is a guy who wants to be known as a winner. As of right now, LeBron James is just 35 points away from joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the only members of the NBA to score 38,000 points in a career. Okay. And of course, he's a couple hundred, he's like hundreds and hundreds of more away from present, said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points scored in NBA history. Nevertheless, the new, nevertheless, LeBron James has been, he was named the Western Conference Player of the Week after averaging 35 points, 8.7 rebounds, and 7.7 assists in his previous three games. As the Lakers went on a five-game winning streak that ended against the Denver Nuggets. With a game that LeBron James set out. And yet, still, the focus is centered around LeBron because they want to see LeBron pass the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most score points ever. Nevertheless, he will win he week. It's not if, it just win. And when he does it, my question is, where would the Lakers be at that moment in time? Because as of right now, if I'm looking at the standings correctly, the Lakers are three games under 500. Can the Lakers, with LeBron James, be in playoff position when LeBron James take the record? That is my question. Will the Lakers ever get above 500 
before LeBron takes the record? That is my question. If he gets the scoring title, correct? If he gets the scoring record, correct? But the Lakers are not in playoff contention, and they are under 500. I won't give a damn. Because LeBron James, he wants to win championship. He wants to be known as great, he, even though people are already giving him great. And he wants to be known as the greatest and all this other stuff. You can't. You have to win another championship. You have to be on the road to a championship. You've been to 10 finals. You won 40% of them out of 10. You're 4 out of 10 in championships. That's not good. Man, you're, you're a four-time champion. We'll, 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 say, we'll say that. But you lost six of them. That, has, that is a big indictment against you, Mr. James. You lost more than half of the times you've been to the championship. There's another guy in a different sport that won, that's been to the Super Bowl ten times. He's won seven of them. Only lost three. With two coming to one team. But nevertheless, he's won seven. He's won more championship than, than every NFL franchise. The Cowboys, who you are a friend of, Mr. James, only won six championships. The San Francisco 49ers have only won six Super Bowls. The Pittsburgh Steelers only won six Super Bowls. Tom is at where Brady has won seven. And right now he's in the playoffs on his he's in the playoffs getting ready to try to go for number eight. Speaking of which, we'll be going against the Dallas Cowboys, ironically. Then I'm talking about LeBron James and his team is going against the guy that I'm comparing him to Tom Brady. So, Mr. James. It'll be a great congratulations. Yeah. All right. That you will get the ultimate score title. Nevertheless, you still lost six championships. I only won four. Can you make that five out of can you make that five and only five and six? Then I'll feel a little more confident. I'll feel I'll be less critical of you. Until then, I can care less. Speaking of the Lakers. They are hoping to ramp up Mr. Anthony Davis when the Lakers come back from their road trip. David Miniman wrote this article as well. He did the other article, the Brian James article. The pain in Anthony Davis' right foot continues to subside, and the Lakers start plans to begin to ramp up process to return to play when the Lakers return to L.A. this week. These sources tell the ESPN. Davis missed his 13th straight game Monday, a 122-109 loss to the Denver Nuggets because of a bone spur fracture off the notorious bone on his right foot, as well as stress reaction. The Lakers are now 7-6 overall without Mr. Anthony Davis as they wrap up a two-game world trip. Yeah, the remember Anthony Davis' injury occurred the last time the Lakers played the Nuggets back on December 16th when he felt a sharp pain in his right foot after his lower leg made contact with Devin Nuggets and Lakelia Jokic when the two matched up in the paint. All right. That would be a big help for LeBron James as he goes on his journey to get the scoring record. It would be a big help. The Lakers might be actually to win some more games now, make some things happen. Nevertheless, we shall see. Continuing on, Kawhi Leonard on a Clippers six-game skit. Time to approve. We're 18. Now, for those of you who have been watching from the start, know for a fact 
that I picked the Clippers once again to come out of the West. Okay. This is not going well. Ty Lue tried shaking up his lineup. By the way, I mean, Young Whiskey, good job on his article, sir, for ESPN. Ty Lue started, tried shaking up his starting lineup by placing Raging Jackson at the point guard, but the Clippers watched Trey, Atlanta Hawks Trey Young take over in the fourth quarter and deal the Los Angeles Clippers a six consecutive loss. Young scored 14 of his 30 points in the final 6-27 to erase an 11-point deficit lead by the Clippers and help Atlanta escape Crypto.com Arena with a 112-108 win on Sunday. The Clippers 21-21 on the season. A team that came into the season with championship expectations are now mirror, are now mirror in the longest losing streak of the Kawhi Leonard Paul George era. Leonard said this is a good test to see if the Clippers can preserve. Quote, I think it's still good. This is the spot where the Clippers see if you're really enjoying the game. And if we're a team seeing we can dig out of this hole, it's, it is fun. It's a good challenge for us. If Paul Joyce said this, I wouldn't have no problem. If Reggie Jackson said this, wouldn't have a problem. If Teron Lou came out and said this, I wouldn't have a problem. But the fact that it's Kawhi and I have a goddamn problem. Had you, out of all people in the goddamn league, out of all people in the league, is the one that can come out and say, it's time to prove a real team. How freaking you prove you're a damn team when you're behind? Don't play. I mean, let me see if it's in his article. Because how many games Kawhi Leonard missed this season already? Because uh, every time I turn around, your ass is sitting down. Paul Jones is hurt. I can understand Paul Jones not playing. He actually hurt. You, on the other hand, Mr. Low Management. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith and Cole Johnson for that. Mr. Low Management is what you are. When we every time we turn around, Kawhi Leonard is not playing. And we know the Clippers getting their butts kicked because we know you ain't playing. And we know it's even worse when you and Padres don't play because they're getting blown out. So if you're going to sit here and say this, your ass better be on the goddamn court. Your ass better be playing like the goddamn claw that was in San Antonio that took his ass that got them Toronto to win two championships. You won one in San Antonio. You won one with the Raptors. When, when, let me know when that Kawhi Leonard is back. Until then, Kawhi Leonard, shut up. I don't want to hear from you. Unless you're playing ball. Now, going to my last, my last around, around the hardwood note for today. And it's the biggest one. Next, say Kevin Durant out at least two weeks when they MCS spring. This was on yesterday's. I have a new one that came out later on that day that says that Kevin Durant is suspected to miss a month okay Brooklyn star for Kevin Durant is expected to be sidelined for approximately a month sources tell ESPN's Andrea Wojnarowski on Monday the next announced Monday that Durant diagnosed with a isolated MCL sprain on his right knee will be a we evaluated in two weeks 
Durant missed six weeks with a left MCL sprain beginning in January of last season, but there's confidence that this is less severe than that won't sideline the MVP candidate more than four weeks. Durant sustained an injury in the third quarter of the next 102-101 victory of the Miami Heat Sunday night. The injury occurred with 105 left in the third quarter as Heat swing man Jimmy Butler went for went to the rim but got his shot blocked by the next big man Ben Simmons. Butler fell back into Durant's knee and Durant stayed on the ground for a few moments but remained in the game. Durant kept rubbing at the knee up and down the floor and was taken out. When the Nets called a timeout about 30 seconds later, he walked straight to he walked straight back to the locker room to get checked out and did not return. This is a shame because the Nets has been rolling. They was on a 12-game winning streak. I think they're on another win streak right now. The Nets has been rolling. They've been balling. Kyrie Irving has been on his best behavior. He's not even speaking. He's balling. Ben Simmons, there's no more APP, APB out on him. He's showing up for every game and playing. Like the article said, Kevin Durant is an MVP candidate. That's how much he was balling. Jock Vaughn's done a great job with this team. Okay. He's shown he's showing a great diligence and great coaching aspects with this team. It's hard. It's it's a shame to see uh, what's going on with uh Kevin Durant. But nevertheless, Kyrie Irving, it's time for you to step up, sir. You done well so far. Now it's time for you to really take on that leadership role. Why Kevin Durant is out? Can you do it? We shall see. Okay, that is it for around the hardwood. All right, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we have a fragrant file to give out our first of two. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go, where sports fans shop and official license everything. And welcome back to Shooting Lifestyle. As you just saw, it's time to hand out a flagrant file. And our first flagrant file takes us to college basketball. And those of you who see the logo, watching on youtube you know what team this is we are talking about the georgetown Hoyers. the georgetown Hoyers are currently five and twelve on the season and they have not won a big east game as of right now they are oh and six in the beast they are currently 11th in the Big East, which is the final slot of the Big East, ladies and gentlemen. They have lost seven in a row, ladies and gentlemen. It's not been a very great season for one Patrick Ewing in the Georgetown Hawks. 
as you can see from the start of the season, Coppin State, they won by 10 in overtime, by the way. And then they took out Green Bay and blew them out. Your first loss came to Northwestern, a Big Ten team, and you lost by 12. Loyola Mario beat you at home. They basically blew you out. LaSalle beat you at home. No, you beat LaSalle after you lost two straight. Then American comes in and beats you. You beat UMBC, which is Milwaukee. I forgot, I forgot, Milwaukee, uh, something like that. You beat them. Then you go to Texas Tech and you get beat. So you come, you leave the month of November 500, 4 and 4, 4 and 4. Questionable losses. I bet you 4 and 4 in this Georgetown. Allen Iverson, uh, Patrick Ewing. Right, let me let me go to the Georgetown greats. Patrick Ewing, Jeff Green, the Kimbe Matumbo. I mean, Allen Iverson. This, this is this is Georgetown we're talking about here, you know. Robert Ory, who. who People remember him? He's big behind. It just there's a number of people that I can just throw out there to say Alonzo Morning, you know. These are great. This is Georgetown we're talking about, the Hoyas. And then you begin the month of December against the South Carolina team who hasn't really been doing anything uh, as of as of note. I mean, I, I, I am an SEC guy if you've been following me. South Carolina ain't even know nothing. South Carolina, they seven and eight overall. They lost their first two games of conference play, but you lose to South Carolina. You beat Siena. You go to the Q of Syracuse and you get blitz. You come home to Xavier for your begin your biggest beginning. You get beat there. You lose at the UConn. You lose at the Paul. You come home, you get beat by Butler. You lose to Villanova and you lose to Marquette. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There go your seven straight losses right there. Okay. I am baffled by this because this is Georgetown, Patrick Union. You know, you think you bring in Patrick, you bring in a guy who's from the town, from the school to get the team rolling, to get it going and get it popping. Nah. Nah. So now you have a game tonight at home against Seton Hall. That is on FS1 After that, you go to Villanova. That is next Monday. So you have from Tuesday to Monday off before you go to the city of Burley Love in Villanova. After that, you go and take on Xavier before you face through Paul at St. John's Creighton, Yukon, and Providence. Can you turn it around? We shall see. But as of right now, it's not looking good for Georgetown. Like I said, they are. This is Patrick Ewing's sixth season as the head coach of the Georgetown Warriors, five and twelve overall. Owen sits in the Big East in his sixth season. Nevertheless, as the head coach for the Georgetown Warriors, Patrick Ewing has a record of seventy three and ninety five overall. In Big East play, he is twenty six and sixty seven.
his total win percentage as the head coach of the Torrestown Horse is 43.5%. His record in the Big East is a whopping 28%. 28. 28. You have won 28% of the games you coach in the Big East, Patrick Ewing. It's the great Patrick Ewing. You know, my good friends, Brian Snow, Cole Johnson, they love Patrick Ewing. They love the, they love that Knicks team. That is led by Patrick Ewing. But you ain't getting it done at Georgetown. Now, granted, granted, he did win a Big East tournament. But that year, the Big East, he was 99. He was 99 in that in that in the Big East before they went on that run to win the Big East tournament. And then, you know, they didn't do so well in the NCAA tournament. But you know what? But I know how, how this works, so let me go and get the numbers for you, shall we? Because I'm, I'm, I, understand, I understand. I understand that you, that people of Georgetown, the great people of Washington, D.C., are, are stunned about what's going on with their program. They are. And I understand. Trust me, I understand. But if I'm being completely honest, and that's what I pride myself on doing, being completely honest, do a thing fair, because when I do to my when I do my next fragrant file, you'll see how honest I am. And it's a team that I think to go to the finals. All right. Patrick Ewan. They took a first round at six. To Colorado back in 2021. I do believe that is the year they won the Big East tournament. Yes, 2021, when they went 99 overall in the Big East, but you know, what the Big East tournament. They got knocked out in the first round by Colorado, and it wasn't even close 96 to 73. That's the only time on the Patrick Ewing. That they made the NCAA tournament. Otherwise, they've been the NIT once since Patrick has been there. And they got took out in the first round in 2019 by Harvard. So, basically, in five seasons, as the head coach of the Georgetown Warriors, the great Patrick Ewing, ladies and gentlemen. You know, for those of you who don't know about Patrick Ewing, 11 time NBA All Star, All NBA First Team in 1990, six time All NBA Second Team, three time Defensive Second Team, Rookie of the Year in 1986, uh, All Team, All Rookie Team that same year. He was a member of the NBA Anniversary 50th Team in the 75th Team. The Knicks have retired his jersey number 33. He was the NCAA champion for the Georgetown Hoyers back in 1984. He was voted most outstanding player that year. He was player of the year the year after in 1985. He's been a he's been a two-time Big East player of the year, a four-time Big East defensive player of the year. Just to give you some progress of what he meant to Georgetown and what he meant to the game of basketball when he played for the New York Knicks. But as the head coach of the Georgetown Hoyers. That's the head coach. You're saying that on your screen for you watching on YouTube. 73 and 95 overall, 73 wins, 95 losses. And the Big East played 26 wins and 67 losses. 
which rounds out to about overall win percentage of 43 and a half overall and a big East percentage of 28 percent has one big East tournament title in 2021 he's only been to the ncaa tournament that one time okay He's only been there one time, and he's only been to the NIT one time, okay? 2017, 15 and 15, 5 and 3, finished 8th in the Big East. 2018, 2019, 19 and 14, 9 and 9, NCAA, NIT first round exit. COVID year of 20, 2019, 2020, 15 and 17, 5 and 13. 2020, 2021, 13 13. Nine and seven and nine in Big East play, but went on to win the Big East tournament. I don't, I don't know how. Got ousted in the first round by Colorado. Last season, 2021, 2022, six and 25, zero and 19. Finished last in the Big East. And currently, as we stated numerous times, five and 12 on the season, 0 and six. They have lost. 25 straight Big East games from last season to this season. They are 0 and 25. This could be Patrick Ewing's last year as the head coach of the Georgetown Warriors. It would be a shame, but it's, it would probably be well deserved, sir, because this team. Is not a Georgetown team that we look forward to watching. Georgetown and Patrick Ewing, you guys get the favorite foul. Another break. When we come back, fragrant foul number two. From the college basketball flavor file to the NBA flavor file, and this one pains me to do this. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, you see the logo on the screen. Those of you who are listening to the audio version, this flavor file from the NBA comes to the one only Milwaukee Bucks. Now, those of you who might be looking at or looking around, looking at whoever you're listening to with or looking at the mirror or whatever it is like, why is the playmaker doing a flagrant foul on the Milwaukee Bucks, who currently sit 
third in the East at 26 and 14? It's a very good question. Very good question. Currently, even though this says 25-14 on the screen, this is actually 26 and 14 because they did beat the Knicks yesterday, and I will get to that in a minute. The 19th in points per game at 112.4. Number one in rebounding at 49.3, basically 50 rebounds a game. 18th in assists at 24 and a half. And ninth in opponents points per game at a 111.2. Nevertheless, you're still probably asking yourself, why is he giving them a fragrant foul, ladies and gentlemen? Before last night, before they played the Knicks. As you can see, Giannis is the Kubo number who is a MVP candidate. 32 points a game, averaging 11.8 rebounds a game, giving you five assists per game. So you're talking 32, 12, and five a game from Giannis and the Kubo, which is the reason why he's in the running for MVP along with Nikhil Jokic, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, and maybe Joel Embiid. Nevertheless, as you can look here, I picked the Milwaukee Bucks to get to the Eastern Conference Finals to go out against the Boston Celtics. By the way, the Boston Celtics are number one in the East at 29-12. Right behind them is the Brooklyn Nets at 27-13. Okay, and then it's the Milwaukee Bucks, who have a half a game lead on the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are 26-15, right? The Bucks are 26-14. That's what we are. But I picked the Milwaukee Bucks to make it to the East Conference. Not only did I pick the Milwaukee Bucks to get to the East Conference, I picked them to beat the Boston Celtics to get to the NBA Finals against the LA Clippers, which is the reason why if the Clippers don't turn things around, they'll be getting a fighting crowd very soon, as of right now. They might be getting it quicker than you think with their despicable play that they have been showing. So, why? Why is the team that has lost six in a row currently and are at 500 is getting is not getting the flavor for this episode, but the other team who is 26 and 14 is getting the flavor for this time? Well, that's because they haven't been playing good ball lately. As you can see here, you don't see the Knicks on here, but I'll we'll get to that again in a minute. You beat the New Orleans Pelicans. Back on the 19th of December. Then from there, at Cleveland, at Brooklyn, at Boston, and at Chicago, all L's, all losses. Before you beat Minnesota at home, and then Washington comes in there and blows the doors off you. Then you return to Fravor to against Washington before Toronto beat you, and then uh, Charlotte comes into Milwaukee. And then they beat you by 30. I want y'all to understand the flavor and foul here. You lose to Cleveland, understandable. You lost by eight. You get your doors beat off you by the Brooklyn as part of that 12 game win streak that they had by 18. From there on Christmas Day, you get the doors blown off you again by Boston in Boston, 5 p.m. right across right across when the, the Los Angeles Rams decided to border those off the Denver Broncos. That was happening at the same time. Then you go to Chicago and you get beat. Then you get the door blown off your New Year's Day by the Washington Wizards. And then on the sixth, the Charlotte Hornets beat the doors off you at home. Okay. Now, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. 
This is what happened last night, ladies and gentlemen. This is last night. This is how they got to 26 and 14. 111, 107 win at Madison Square Garden over the New York Knicks. Bucks come from 17 down, stop Knicks for a game win streak. Giannis answered the Kubo could fill the Bucks playing with more energy and could sense a shift in their confidence on their three point shots. This is what was said last night. Speaking of that game, Jalen Bronson went for 44.7 and 4, but it wasn't enough. Mr. Giannis, 22, 10, and 5. Okay. 10 points less than his average, but two rebounds less than his average, but you, you get the point. So it was. The shooting game, the shooting was terrible in this game last night. Milwaukee shot 43.8% from the field. New York shot 38% from the field. Three-point range was no better. Milwaukee 38% from the field. New York 26.8% from the field. And it's on your own building. It's in Madison Square Garden. Free throws were terrible for Milwaukee. Only 77, 78% from the strike. While New York hit 91% from the charity strike. Milwaukee had seven, 27 assists, and New York only had 16. Rebounds was even, fast break points was even. So, yeah, good job. You got yourself on a win track. Nevertheless, this game right here was the ultimate decision of me doing the frame of foul on either the Clippers or the Bucks. I could have did both, but I know how to get George Sound in now. 138. To 109 in Milwaukee against a 11 and 29 Charlotte Hornets team. Now I'm 11 and 30 because they lost their last game. Let me see who beat who 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 gave them their last loss. Ah, the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Yeah, the Charlotte Hornets, as you those who are watching on YouTube, dropped 51 points in the first quarter in Milwaukee. 50. One points in the first quarter. They scored 84 in the first half. This game was over before it even started, just like the way Georgia had the game won before it even started against TCU last night. Okay? This is... So Charlotte did, did what Georgia did to TCU. Charlotte did that to Milwaukee, and that was days before. It was back on the sixth when this happened. This was three days before the national championship game. By the way, Milwaukee's at home. This is in Wisconsin. This is not in North Carolina. This was in Wisconsin, by the way. Okay? Shout out to Jay Spivey, who goes on Snowman in the morning every Monday. He's in the Carolina area. I wish I could talk to him about this game because it was one of them games that blow, blows my mind. Nevertheless, Mr. Yontis into the Kupo against that very honest team. Nine points, two from seven from the field. That comes out to 28.6% from the field. Four rebounds. He was a plus minus. He was a minus 21 and a plus minus in 22 minutes played. 22 minutes played. You telling me one of the worst teams in the goddamn league, one of the worst teams in the league, one of the worst teams in the league outside of Houston, San Antonio, Detroit, and Orlando. The Charlotte Hornets can beat you like this. And the main guy of the Milwaukee Bucks can only give me nine points, can take only seven shots, 
can grab me only four rebounds and be a minus 21. This is why a flagrant fire has been given to the Milwaukee Bucks. This pathetic performance here against a Charlotte Hornets that nobody gives a crap about can do this to me. Can do this to me. I'm stunned and amazed. Now, part of the reason why the Milwaukee Bucks do struggle from time to time is because this guy right here, Chris Middleton. The Milwaukee Bucks have played at this moment. I did. This was 39 games. They have played a total of 40 games here. And of those 40 games, Chris Middleton has only played nine. Thus, he has missed 30-plus games this season. Nevertheless, Milwaukee still isn't within the top three of the NBA in the East. Okay, they still have a chance for the top spot of the East. Now, but the problem is you will need Chris Middleton because Giannis can't do it by himself. Drew Holiday, he wants to have his games when he wants to have his games. Just like last night against New York Knicks when he helped bring the Bucks back from down 17 to win that game. We don't get that consistently from Drew Holiday. We know what we're getting from Giannis. We're going to know what we get from Giannis. Bobby Porter, he has those games every now and then. Brooke Lopez, he has those games every now and then. But you're going to need Chris Middleton back. You're going to need him back. You're going to need him back playing with the team so the team can get it back in a rhythm with Chris Middleton. But the fact that he has missed 30-plus games already is not a good sign for my Milwaukee Bucks because I got them on to the finals. Nevertheless, hopefully they will get it together. They will turn around and they will end a business like I know they can. But as it right now, because I am a fair-minded guy, I have to do this to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, like I said, you just beat the Knicks. Tomorrow, you face the Atlanta Hawks. Be prepared. Okay, that's the beginning of the four-game winning streak. You started off good. You went into Madison Square Garden. You took care of them. Now, you got to go to State Farm Arena and take care of the Atlanta Hawks before you have back-to-back games with the Miami Heat. Before you come back home, you face Indiana and Toronto. Before you go on the road against Cleveland again and a Wolf with Detroit team. Before you face off against, you know, Kill Yoga's in the Devil Nuggets. The Indiana Pacers again. Before you see Zion Williamson and those Charlotte Hornets come back to Milwaukee. Maybe this time, by the end of the month, when Charlotte Hornets return to visit back to Milwaukee, that you'll give them the beating that they so richly deserve. Okay. So how you started the month is how I want you to end the month. I want you started the month getting your ass whooped. I want you to end the month giving out ass whoopings. Okay. Can you do that for me? But as of right now, my flagrant foul is on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it is your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now, you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus, Mountains of the Entertainment.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready to close it out, we, as you see here, we got some games for you to watch, and we're going to do it fast break style. Controls it. James all the way in for the slam. By Adams, his sixth. Morant blows by Primo. Attack. All right, beginning tonight, as we begin this off, we are in the women's bracket. For the women's, we have 17 rate Michigan taking on Purdue. That is 6.30 tonight on the Big Ten Network. Can the Lady Wolverine get to 14 wins, or will Purdue pull off the upset? Speaking of another top 20, speaking of which, Kansas, the 23rd ranked Jayhawks. They are in Austin to take on the Lady Longhorns on the Longhorn Network at 8 p.m., can the Jayhawks avoid the upset trap? That is the Lady Longhorns. Continue on with the ladies. Tomorrow, Kansas State is taking on 15 ranked Iowa State, 7.30 on the Big 12 Network. After that, we're going down to that 8 o'clock slate. 8 o'clock slate, the fourth ranked UConn Huskies. They will, they should have the number of players eligible this time, but they're taking on a 14-1 and one hot lady restaurants of st john this was not it will not be an easy test for the lady huskies without Gino rm at the helm we shall see how they do and how they fell against st john's also at 8 p.m on the bit 12 network oklahoma state they are on the road they are in 18 ranked baylor bear country baby bears they are pretty good at home they don't lose much at home oklahoma state have a tough head by trying to pull up a world upset Speaking of road and tough battles, 19 right Oklahoma Sooners. The Lady Sooners are on the road. They are taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. A hard place to play in when it's coming to Lubbock, Texas. Can the 19 right Sooners keep it going? And same thing for the 25th ranked Wildcats of Villanova. Can they go to DuPaul and avoid the upset against the DuPaul Blue Devils? Continue on tomorrow for the ladies. A big matchup in the ACC, 6 p.m. tomorrow, ACC Network. 11 ranked Wolfpack taking on a Florida State ladies, ladies Seminoles team that you do not want to sleep on. 15 and 3 versus 13 and 3. The Wolfpack, they are in, they are on upset alert going into Tallahassee. We have a top 10 showdown in the Big East at Sister on the Big Ten Network. Well, I don't but the Big Ten, top 10 Big Ten matchup on the Big Ten Network at Sister. Sorry about that, trying to go too fast. Ninth point Terrapins take on sixth point Indiana. Terrapins and Hoosiers, can you get it going? Let's see who's going to come out on top. Indiana 14-1, Maryland 13-3. Somebody's going to take that extra L, and it could be pivotal when it comes down to Selection Sundays and what seating one of these teams get. The number one team in the country, they are facing off against the last team to ever beat them, the Kentucky Wildcats. You remember ACC title on the line? Ryan Howard, who played a phenomenal, a phenomenal season with the Atlanta Dreams in the WBA season. They shocked the world by taking down South Carolina and taking home the SEC title. Well, number one, South Carolina avenged that loss with a vengeance when they go to work arena at 7 p.m. on the SEC Plus Network. From the ladies, we continue on with the ladies. We have the fifth-ranked LSU Tigers, who will alter their best start in program history for Lady Tigers, 16-0, but they take that undefeated straight to Missouri. A 14-3 Missouri team, and it's not easy to win in Columbia, Missouri on the SEC Network. 
Wake Forest and Notre Dame get together at 7 p.m. Louisville and Virginia Tech faces off as well, along with Clemson and Duke. North Carolina and Virginia get together. All right, from the ladies to the men, speaking of which, we ended the ladies talking North Carolina, Virginia. We begin talking North Carolina, Virginia tonight on the men's side, 9 p.m. ESPN. The second of our doubleheader because our first of our doubleheader takes us to the Big Ten, Michigan State, Wisconsin. 7 p.m. ESPN, Tom Mizzo trying to get a big win for his Spartans, but they got to go to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Badgers. Right around the same time on ESPNU, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, down in Manhattan, Kansas. How will the Kansas Wildcats face off on this one? Continue on with tonight's slate for the men's. Texas Tech is in Ames, Iowa to take on the 14 ring Iowa State Cyclones. There should be a doozy one down in Iowa. Oklahoma, they are going to rock. Chop Jayhawk Town as they face off against number two, Kansas. At nine on the ACC Network, the battle for Tennessee begins when Vanderbilt takes the trip to Knoxville to take on fifth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Sticking with the SEC, going out to the west side of the SEC, Auburn, 21st-ranked Auburn Tigers are going to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. And in the Mountain West, we have Nevada, Going on the road to San Diego State to take on the 23rd ranked Aztecs. Tomorrow, we have a Big East showdown. Marquette 25th hosting number six UConn. This could be a doozy. This could be a real doozy going towards the Big East tournament. I'm looking forward to that. That is at 7 p.m. Also at 7 p.m., number four ranked the Crimson Tide of Alabama. They are in Bedfield, Arkansas to take on 15th ranked the Arkansas Razorback. Like I said, with the UConn Marquette, this is the same thing with this one for the SEC tournament season. Going back to the Big East, Creighton, who started off great and they went on a very, very bad slump. They are playing at 7 o'clock as well on the FS1 network as they are visiting 12-point Xavier. Continuing on on tomorrow's slate, Missouri is taking on Texas Tech in a big, in a big SEC showdown. For seeding purposes and tournament resume. Big 10 has a top 20 matchup in the Big 12 between 17 ranked TCU and 10th ranked Texas down in Austin, Texas. That is 9 p.m. on ESPN2. The battle for Texas is a game you don't want to miss. 9.30 on the ESPN Network. 8th ranked Gonzaga is facing off against one of the toughest rivals there is in BYU. And then to cap it off on a bit on a Pac-12 night, 11 p.m. Utah versus UCLA should be a fun one. And then from there, let's go to the NBA tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight in the NBA, beginning with the TNT doubleheader, kicking off with Oklahoma City Thunder in South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. A game that most people will probably would like to watch if they had the opportunity at 9 p.m. The Cleveland Cavaliers they are in Salt Lake City to take on. The Utah Jazz, two teams who are looking good, who are playing some good ball. But our second doubleheader on the TNT Network, 10 p.m., it is the Phoenix Suns versus the Golden State Warriors. Will Devin Booker play for the Suns? Will Steph Curry return for the Golden State Warriors? What will Klay Thompson, what will Chris Paul do? DeAndre Ayton, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. It's a Western Conference showdown in the Bay Area on TNT. 
And 10.30 tonight, it is Luka Doncic, who I did a heat check on last week, who is still my MVP of the season right now. He's in Crypto.com Arena as he take on Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and the Los Angeles Clippers, who I am very concerned about that. His streak can go to seven now if Luka has his way, who has always had his way with the Los Angeles Clippers. That is tonight. Tomorrow, the Bucks and the Hawks get together. As we know earlier, that's the first of the ESPN doubleheader. 7.30, you have the New Orleans Pelicans. Will Zion be back for this game or not? We shall see, but they're taking on one of the best teams in the NBA, the Boston Celtics at TD Garden. Also, the Indiana Pacers are getting together with the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. This should be a formula for Eastern Conference purposes. And then the second of you that they have will figure stuff in the songs after they get done playing with the Golden State Warriors tonight. They have to hop on a flight and go all the way to Denver, Colorado to take on the Kelly Jokic and the Denver Nuggets on ESPN. And then to, and then on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, Thursday, 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 the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks get together down in South Beach. But TNT has the doubleheader on Thursday as it is the Boston Celtics visiting the Brooklyn Nets without Kevin Durant. Also, then down at 10 p.m., we have the Cleveland Cavaliers facing off with the Portland Trailblazers. But our second doubleheader of TNT puts Luka Doncic right back in Crypto.com Arena. As he, after he gets done with the Clippers, he faced off with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, who they beat on Christmas. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the games to watch on a, on a fast break edition of Fast Break. Controls it. James all the way in for the slam. By Adams, his sixth. Morant blows by Primo. Attack. Oh! Thank you for tuning in today's episode of Shooting Lights Out. As we get ready to go, those of you who are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching. Subscribe to the YouTube channel to keep up with everything that we do. Those of you who are listening on the audio version, let us know. Subscribe with us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Prime, whatever the case may be, whatever your favorite platform is. Go ahead and follow us. Subscribe to us. Leave us a review. That would be nice to know how we are doing and what we can do better at. And then, and last bit of business, like I said, you can get free U.S. shipping for either Liz or Fernandez, depending on what you like better. For Fernandez, it is 24 S-H-I-P, 24 ship. And for Liz, it is Liz 24 L-I-D-S-2-4. From the Playmaker out here in the good old state of Florida, thank you for tuning in to Shooting Lights Out. I will catch y'all next week.
face.